Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Not a Boring Real Estate Podcast. We're your host, Ryan Domus. I'm Diego Vasquez. And we're here with our guest, Mr. Chris Baker, here today. How you doing? Chris Baker, good friend of ours. Uh, he works with Keller Williams, not necessarily for Keller Williams. Uh, I know that he's a business developer, uh, contractor, so he actually helps out many agents across the board all through Southern California. Very happy to have you on the show today. Thanks, buddy. So, uh, Glad to be here. Chris, please tell the people, what do you do? Okay. Well, I have a lot of roles that I do, but uh, mostly it's, like you said, business development. And what is that primarily? Well, in the world of real estate, I've noticed in the 10 years that I've been doing this for the most part, eight to be exact, a lot of agents treat this like a job and not a business and not a career. So my focus is helping shift not just the mindset, but the actual foundation of these businesses, whether it's. I want to build a team, Chris. Can you help me do that? Absolutely. Or, hey, Chris, you know, do you know of someone who's looking to hire? I want to join an organization that can help me grow as well. So, yeah, I help them, you know, guide them down that path. And essentially, I'm the invisible back office to most people's businesses. Yo, if that makes sense. That's cr so why haven't like maybe some people out there have. Why haven't I heard this of this before? Yeah. Well, not a lot of people are utilizing this because everyone is training on either contracts or just, you know, real estate 101. They're not necessarily teaching you how to treat this like a business. And that's one of the things that I love about this industry is it's no different than aviation. No, it's no different than the restaurant business. It's a business model that you can adapt to sell real estate and build a legacy for generations to come. But nobody capitalizes on that. In fact, 67% of the people that I personally know, this is not like a national statistic, this is my own personal statistic, but 67 plus percent of the people that I've known since I started in the real estate career are no longer in it because they treated this industry like a job and all they were were salespeople. They didn't treat it like a career, a business, and when 2020 hit and the pandemic hit and we were classified as non-essential workers, a lot of people gave up and when they gave up they had to go get a job just to sustain you know their livelihood <laughs> and we know realtors we, we like to live large you know what i mean no we do we and definitely sometimes do. you guys live a little too large and a lot of the agents don't and you know this is something i learned from keller williams is leading with revenue they spend all this money hoping that they're going to succeed and then it doesn't work and they've just lost all this money and now what am i going to do that's their thought what do i do next yeah you know, they didn't, they haven't built a foundation. And someone once taught me, um, you know, the whole essence of building a foundation or a business is ask yourself this question. Let's say you won a sweepstakes, 30 day fully paid expense anywhere in the world. Where would you want to go? Oh man, that's a good one. Ryan, where would you want to go? Dude, I'd go to Switzerland if not. Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah, yeah that's what? where I'd go. Dope. Okay. Yeah, that'd be fun. How about um, you? I've always wanted to go to like see like those crazy temples in Thailand. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the ones in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. That's, that's, what, I want. that's what I want to go see. So, see the monkeys all up in there. You know so I mean? you want a 30 day paid, ex, you know, expense trip to this Thailand, Mortal Kombat, mm -hmm. you know, environment. You went to Switzerland and you're in real estate. Yeah. What happens to your business? Oh, shit. Oh, man. It, oh, it's dead. There's it's nothing dead. going on. Completely I mean, dead. unless I got some escrows and maybe, yeah, yeah my TC's handling or if it. if I have a team. Right, or the lender's it. helping out. And that's a very humble response because yeah. I get a lot of people that will say, yes, and, you know, it stops or it slows down. But then you get the cocky agents. Yes. I'll leverage that. Someone, oh, hey, this guy owes me a favor. He'll take care of it. Okay, well, what if a life event happens? Like, who's generating 
right? Correct. What if something happens to them when you're gone and you're overseas? How are you going to control that? You can't. No, you can't control that. You can't. No, absolutely no, no. not. So that's why I found that being a business developer to help people build the foundation so that I can be the back office to their you know career, to their business, yes. right? To help them build their front office, to then help them skyrocket. That's just been my forte. That's my. That's the passion I have, because to be able to be part of something, like think about it. Let's say you're not a founder or an investor, but you help set the tone for the founder of Delta Airlines or United, right? And it's like you know that company is successful, but you help push them on the swing. Okay. Right? And they know that you're the guy that helped them. And I mean, so. How would that make you feel? Oh, I mean, breaking this down to like, like, let's just say lower level agents, new sure. agents, right? Like, if I would have known about this like four years ago, sure, dude, I'd be in a much different position in my career. Yeah, because for four years I've been transactional, right? And I've just been very like, okay, I got this deal. Let's look for the next one. Let's look for the next one. Um, in essence, like you know, and you just make so many mistakes that if they were to have someone like you in their corner, sure that would all be minimized. Now, there's a lot of other, you know, uh, like recruiters out there, right? And the recruiters, I feel like they kind of pitch what you're saying. Sure. But they're, obviously, they're busier recruiting than yeah. they are actually right. helping the, not, that low-level agent that they promised the world. And it stops right when they recruit them. They right. go away. And I'm not in the business to recruit. Yeah. You know, like I've done it. We all have. I mean, that's that's part of the business. You know, you create not just other agents, but, you know, you want to recruit to your own business. Like, you want to build your pipeline for clientele. You know, you got to go out there and lead gen and door knock and do what you need to do. For me, I'm not in the business of recruiting. For me, the way I look at it is I'm in the business of changing lives. You know, and you have to be. Because the most successful agents I've seen out there on the field, they're the ones that truly, truly care about their clientele. Mm -hmm. They want to change lives. Like, have you ever been in the position where you helped a buyer buy a house that they didn't think they could qualify for? Damn. And you hand them the keys and they're crying. But it's like, they're not crying because they're sad, but they're mm -hmm. crying because they're just, oh, they're so well, I know a lot of realtors have that story, but like... You, sure. But you, you've built some badass agents that yeah. we know of. Yeah. What, what's it like to take a, an agent and, and turn them into a badass mega agent? What's that like? Because you've done that. Like it's, from ground zero. Like It's yeah. a lot of fun. I will be. Uh, it, the, the one word is fun. Because I like working around the same type of mentality that I have. You have to have a passion and a drive to succeed. Yeah. And if you don't, then it's like, well, if I'm going to coach you or help you or hold your hand, mm -hmm. right? And you're not like... You're not moving at my pace or you know trying to go faster than me then it's yeah. like if i have to drag you then what's the point what's the point yeah. you know the people that i like to get involved with are the people that really just have just that moxie if you will yeah okay. moxie, you know like that yes. so give us an example what's one of the main agents i mean we know but we'll let you oh there there's a ton i mean i remember i mean there's an agent um in 2016 i won't mention any names but sure sure he was brand spanking new so you know i helped get him through this is an 06 no, uh, 2016. 2016. 2016. 2016. Like, oh, 06, you're not that. No, no, I was still in high school. <laughs> okay, 2016, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we get him through the training and education and everything, and as he's getting busier because he's hustling and hustling and hustling and getting so much work done. It's like, okay, now it's time to leverage, right? So now let's, let's start building the foundation of your team because, like, let's be honest, you cannot do 
all of it Mm-mm. on your own. You just can't. Mm-mm. You have to be able to leverage certain aspects of the business so that you can focus on the income producing activities. Mm-hmm. You have to. No, you got to. Yeah. Because when that happens, like, and that's fun for me because it's like, oh, look. Hey. So we, we have what's called a disc assessment. So I'm a high D, so I'm a driver, but I'm also a high C. So I'm a very Okay, well, well, hold on. Well, what, for the viewers, what's a disc assessment? Oh, that's a great question. So a disc assessment is a personality assessment where it shows uh, different personality traits. Like if you're a high D, you're a driver, you're just, you're driven, you're just a go-getter. A high C... You know, another one of mine is very analytical, meticulous. You know, you like numbers, you color code your calendar, stuff like that. Um, I've seen this guy's calendar. It's fucking <laughs> dude, it's every awesome, color dude. of the rainbow. Yes. High eye, you got it's a people person. Like you just love people. Like you're very social and you're just, you know, the life of the party. Uh, S stands for steady, sturdy. You know, just you're right there. You're, you know, you're focused, but you're not really that high C. Um, so I fit in the high D, high C standard. So my high D kicks my high C's ass and vice versa. Okay. So for me, like to be able to do the numbers and like get all the systems and places in, in place for all these agents, that's fun for me. And then to pre-qualify, like for instance, let's say you're like, Chris, I'm looking for a buyer's agent. I need someone who's done two to five million and up because like I need people who are just go-getters that have that mentality. Well, I pre-qualify everybody. And that's fun for me because I get to not only network, but let's say I find an awesome candidate but they're not the right one for you. It's, it's funny. He's talking about pre-qualifying realtors. Like yeah. we pre-qualify like, yeah. our, Actual our buyers. buyers exactly. dude. Yeah. Pre-qualifying us realtors. Yeah. Right. Cause then it might not be the best fit for you, but I'm like, Oh my gosh, Ryan. Hey, look, listen, I'm, I'm helping Diego out, like build his team. And I found this person now based on what we talked about. Oh my gosh, you got to talk to this person, mm-hmm. you know? So do you mind if I like, cause you said you were looking too. So I would just go ahead and shift them based on, you know, cause I give them an assessment. Okay. Um, and it allows me to help identify not just the strengths and weaknesses, but just the ideal environment in which they're in so that I can place them in the right place and not have to waste anybody's time. Because if you're looking to build a team, you know, you could be like, oh man, Charles, he's awesome. Right. But then you work with Charles and Charles sucks. It's happened before, dude. Yeah. And you've wasted time and money and effort to try and help Charles, but Charles isn't good. No. You know, he just doesn't have, you know, that natural tendency to like, you know, so in fact, there was it, it reminds me of a time where I had a, a guy come to me and he had a team and he's like, Chris, listen, I need help. Like my team, like I love my team and I love everyone on it. Like they're great people, but they're just, something's, something's not happening. Like there's just, there's something missing. So I assessed everybody because what I do is I like to assess the strengths and weaknesses and, you know, some of the roles in the industry in which they're naturally good at. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, okay, let me, let me assess all these people. So I did. And then I validated it because nobody knows them better than them, right? So once I did that, I was like, dude, you've got the right people. You just got them doing the wrong jobs. Doing the wrong jobs because they didn't do the disc assessment. Right. Well, it wasn't the disc assessment. It was something a little more deeper than that. Oh, nice. Let me cut you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because I, dude, I, dude, we can give this guy fucking two hours (laughs) of fucking, because he's got that much information. But what I want to do is I want to really shore it up for the viewers. you built against so many agents, right? What's the difference yeah. between like the ones who don't make it right. and the ones who, who do seem to get it? Consistency. Okay. Consistency. People will let so many things affect them, whether it's laziness, whether it's distractions. Um, 
and honestly, sometimes they let their own they get they get in the way of themselves. Mindset, oh, yeah. mindset's a big one. Oh, sure. I can't tell you how many agents I've seen like have to leave the industry not because they wanted to but because they have to because they picked up some sort of vice and it's so sad but sometimes like yeah if there's like loan officers realtors like there's you know rest in peace people there's people in our industry there's, that have passed away in the last couple of years because of vices that they picked up exactly and, and quite frankly it's like this is this is a tough industry to be in and there's a lot of sharks out there that you know you're going up against you know? think about it you're a new agent, you're, you, you know, you got moxie, sure. but you might just trust the wrong person and start to work at the wrong place exactly. in the wrong environment. And then little before you know, you think you're Wolf of Wall Street doing fucking blow <laughs> till like 5 a.m., yeah. with, you know, in Vegas. And yeah. that's that does really happen to a lot of people. So good thing. Good thing that you're that you're of like more people need to know about this agents out there. So if you're a new agent and you're at a broker right now or a brokerage that's not giving you what you need, I would look for somebody like Chris. If not, not Chris, look for Chris. <laughs> but I would really look for someone that is going to help you invest in your future, whether it be to set the systems up in place. I mean, dude, this guy literally will look for a candidate and... Uh, assess them to make sure that they're going to be a right fit for the team that you hope to develop one day. I mean, I don't know anywhere else that does that. No, no, nobody else does that. And Chris is the best when it comes to attracting the right agents, showing value, the value proposition and providing that value. So, I mean, that's something that you do consistently. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and consistency is a key word. But the thing is, is, you know, some people take for granted. They're like, oh, well, you're going to help me. Well, yeah, I'm going to help you and mm -hmm. I'm going to be your back office to help build your foundation. But I'm not going to go out on the field for you. No. You see what I'm saying? Like, exactly. I'll provide you the tools and the systems and the formula. And I'll go out there and hustle for you in the sense that I'll help you find whether it's an administrative assistant, a TC, a buyer's agent, showing agent, OSA. I'll pre-qualify everybody. In fact, I'll even take the team and help train them so you can focus on your clients and getting more clients. Yes. Your goal as a leader isn't to train the systems and tools and what's going on. That's just time consuming. Exactly. I know. I Contracts. I, like, yeah. I love training. Yeah. But when you're busy trying to get business and put meat on the table essentially for everybody to eat sure you you have to be busy marketing and doing all these things mm -hmm. now i have to stop what i'm doing to train a green agent to not piss me off yeah. essentially right and not get sued and yes. not, so so and it's that i think that's why there's so many agents that don't even create teams because of that because they're like i just don't have the time to be teaching people well that's the cool thing about franchise companies because franchise companies, and I'm not naming any specific one, but there's tons out there. It's yeah. Some of the big ones. And the cool thing about them is they take the risk and liability off of your shoulders. If you're a broker, right, leverage the risk and liability to a franchise. Mm -hmm. That way, the only thing you can focus on is your team. And if they get sued, you're not the one getting sued. I mean, in essence, yeah, your team is. But the ones going to court is the broker of the franchise that you've hired to partner associate with. Mm -hmm. So leverage that. That's the key to this business is leverage. Don't do everything yourself. Yes. So it's a great reason to not be an indie, right? Join a bigger company because then you, Indies yeah. are... Yeah. Let me tell you about Indies, man. I mean, I... So what's an indie? 
Again, remember, you got to think about our viewers. We're talking oh, a lot of sure. jargon. We're talking yeah. about disc assessments. We're talking about fucking. <laughs> That's a, a good acronym. point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in, we in, we so got Jake over here who's getting his license eventually. Yeah, so we got my buddy over here. Yeah. So in India, yeah. independent broker. So basically, that's. I'm starting my own company, my own brand, and I'm doing it from scratch, and I'm gonna build my own business, I'm gonna be the broker, I'm gonna be the one-stop shop for agents, and quite frankly, I admire them. Mm -hmm. I do, because, so for me, I started my career with a franchise, and it had everything at my disposal ready to go for me to utilize, and whether it's training or systems and tools, whatever I needed was ready to go, it was a plug and play for me. Mm -hmm. But these people, I give them credit, they're building this from scratch. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, you got to be a smart dude, you know, or person to do that. You got to yeah. be like man or woman. You well, gotta they're doing it from scratch. They're right. like yeah. legit. Like, like you have to create your own systems. And it's like, why reinvent the wheel? Like literally like there's, there's bigger companies out there. I'm 100%. just naming from experience. Sure. Keller Williams, literally like they did everything for you. They already did it. There's freaking minds that have been doing this shit a lot longer than you have. And I, I literally, I mean, I'm speaking from my, my own experience. Like, I feel like every agent is trying to reinvent the wheel as we like, just try to make it in this business. Yeah. Dude, there, I, I, there's no reason to reinvent the wheel specifically because the industry is sell itself is already, it's changing almost on the daily. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just, again, in less than what, 12, 24 months, they already just updated the uh, RPA. That's right. They just did it again. I mean, it's yeah. like, you can't, why reinvent the wheel mm -hmm. when the economy and the industry is always reinventing itself? Yeah, good point. You know, the only thing that should be reinvented is technology to adapt to the shifting markets and the shifting economy and to the platform in which we, you know, utilize in this industry. So don't reinvent the wheel, just a, pick one, run with it, and then adapt to it. Mm -hmm. Because in this industry, it's not about survival. It's about adaptation. If you can adapt and grow with the ever so changing industry that we're in, then yeah, you'll be successful. But other than that, mm -hmm. don't reinvent it. Don't waste your time doing that. And Fucking cheers yeah. to that. Yo, cheers yeah. to that. So when I introduced these guys to each other, I thought the world was going to explode because they're basically like the same guy. It was like crossing the streams in Ghostbusters. Like the whole world was just going to go poof. Because they're so good over the phone. You got like, you guys are both like Jerry Maguire's over the phone making deals. Show me the money. Show me the fucking but, money. But you're, but you're so good at that, but you got a good heart and you're constantly putting value. People see you and they're like, dude, Chris Baker, like he's dude, one of Chris the best team leaders that Keller Williams ever, ever, ever had. Like you, we, we know the names of the careers that you built and they're what the number one, we got number one agents in San Clemente, number yeah. one agents in South Orange County. I appreciate and, that. And you, they started with you. Well, dude, the funny Ryan. thing is that, thank you, Ryan, dude, all. Ryan's like, that he's was, a good, that was that. Thank you. That that's actually, that's, that's really kind of, I'm telling you, man, you're the kingmaker, dude. When I, when I, so when Ryan's like, you got to meet Chris, I'm like, who's this guy, Chris? Thank you, brother. <laughs> Here, so, so when Ryan, cheers, by the way. Oh yeah. yeah cheers. Bro. So oh, yeah. when Ryan's like, you got to meet Chris and, and it's funny. We are like the same because in my head, I'm like, What's this Chris guy? Like, I don't, why do I gotta meet him? I don't want to fucking meet him. Like, I who the fuck? I don't care about meeting some guy named Chris from, you know? Yeah. And when I met him and I heard him talk, I'm like, oh, he's the real deal. I'm like, and it's funny because we were both like, yeah, like we're talking about efficiency and time. Like, I just don't have time to to deal with agents that aren't on my pace. Exactly. Right. So when it comes to coaching, I've coached a lot of agents myself uh, for sales, like cold calls. Which, like, hey, cold call mastermind. 
Uh, well, actually, it's probably going to be done by the time this airs, right? It might. We'll let you know how it went. Yeah. Um, but uh, the I think the biggest thing for me is I have to be efficient with my time. So if someone is wasting my time, then I'm going to be very blunt with them. Damn right. I heard the bluntness in his voice basically saying, why the fuck am I meeting Diego? Yeah, no, that's what I loved because you said the same thing. Why the fuck am I meeting Chris Baker? And I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to tell you guys why. This that's is the thing is there's no, Cheers, oh, here you go. Hey. Cheers. So for me, oh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He does um, wow, that's the most delicious thing I've ever had. <laughs> awesome. Um, anyways, so the thing for me is, is I, there's no time in this industry for bullshit. There isn't. And if you are, and you feel like you're going to, oh, yeah, let's just shoot the shit. Let's, hey, meet me at the water cooler, you know. Yeah. It's just, Dude. don't waste my time. No, yeah. You know, and the thing that fuels me for this industry is passion, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's what people see, which, again, you guys have said some really kind words about me, and it's much appreciated. But it's truly the passion that, that allows me to succeed. Because there's not a day's work for me when you love what you do. And that's so cliche. But nonetheless, for me, it's getting up every morning and changing lives. It's just, in, in fact, you know, that's one of the reasons that, you know, I joined real estate. Because it's, a, it's an industry that allows you to give back to the community and to the people. And it's just, that's something I could never put a price on. You know, when you're changing someone's life, to me, that's... That's incredible. Dude, it is. And so, like, to meet someone like... That's your Miss America answer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it really no. is, man. No, but, but in, 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 in real terms, like, for me, one of the things that you're going to get is I'm going to give it to you straight because, like, there's no time to, like, sugarcoat things, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, you're going to make it. It's like, no, look, let, let's be real. Let's, let's see what you're doing. we got to break down not only your goals, but what is it that drives you? You know, and everyone asks the questions in all these big companies, what's your big why? Which is a very important question, yes. Mm-hmm. But what gets you up in the morning to say, I'm going to make this a career, I'm going to make this special, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a difference in the world? What, what allows you to think that way? What, what is it in, in your head that, that gets you going? For me, it's the passion that I have for changing lives. Very so cool. you got to ask yourself the same question. What gets you up every day? Love that. Wow. Yeah. And that's why I became a team leader. Yeah, that's it, man. It's like changing lives, and you you showed me how that actually happens in real life. Uh, I've sat in rooms with you to be on the phone, and and I and I your excitement of that of that life changing energy comes through over the phone. I mean, I could call the same person and not get the same reaction, sure. but they hear that life on the phone, and it's like they just want to talk to you. They already knew it's, why you're calling, but dude, they just you, want to talk to you. You can't get Chris and I on, in the same room on, on the phone at the same time. <laughs> oh, that is we can't. No, because Diego, you have the same thing as me. It's that passion. And, yeah. you know, you, you're talking to somebody, whether, you know, whether you're recruiting or whether you're, you know, trying to get a listing, like you build a rapport over the phone just by, you know, it, 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 it's whether, you know, it's, it's not just what you're saying. It's they can hear that passion in your voice. And, you know, when they can relate to you, when they like you, like to build a relationship in seven to 10 seconds and then have that conversation go. And I think I was in the room and you were on a conversation for what, 20, 25 minutes? You, like with it was someone like you've the, never even met. Yeah. Who does that? You know, what industry do you, are you in where you can just call a random number or a random person and talk to them for 25 minutes? I didn't even know it took, I was like, dude, that was 25 minutes. Like, that's, if anything, that's a problem when I get on the phone. 
like when I'm like cold calling, I'm like, I have to be aware of like, you know, which one is actually going to be business. I have no problem getting people on the phone sure. and talking to them. Mm -hmm. Right. Most people, they, they don't even like do the calls much less have a conversation to, to be able to get business from it. I'm sitting there like, dude, if I get on the phones for two hours and I have three conversations, it might be the whole fucking, the whole two hours. Right. Right. So it's about shoring it up. It's about being efficient with my time. But that's what I teach essentially is like, you can just have a conversation. But with it's them. about building relationships at the same time, because yeah. even if the person that you're talking on the phone, with, even if they're not someone that you can work with directly, I'm sure you're going to make such an impression where they're going to tell someone about you like, oh my, hey, I just, like, the lady you spoke to, she probably went home and was like, I just talked to the most amazing guy ever. I mean, this mm -hmm. Diego guy, like, I can't wait for my next conversation. Because you get them. <laughs> the husband's Everybody's getting jealous. Each other up the, today. the husband's getting jealous. Like, who's this Diego guy? <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you wearing, Stacey? What's that? Yeah. Farmer's insurance? <laughs> okay, Chris. Yeah. This question for the both of us. You go first. Okay. There are agents that are having the best year ever. Yeah. There are agents that are having the worst year ever that are blaming it on the current market. What is it that separates them? You know, it's funny that you say that, but it's perspective. It really is. Because some people can say, you know what? Like, this is the best year I've ever had. And it was, you know, a decent year. Maybe they did 10, 20 million. Mm -hmm. And I have clients of mine that they say this is the worst year they ever had because they didn't surpass the $100 million mark that they have the last five, six years. So for them, it was a terrible, terrible year. But someone, like I was just talking to some someone and she, you know, she's like, I did seven, eight by myself. But she's like, you're telling me that one of your clients who typically does over a hundred million is sad, not sad, but upset that they didn't hit the hundred million mark and they still landed on 90. I'm like, yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Because to them, that's their version, their, you know, term of, of, of failure. Yeah. So in their minds, they failed, but in others eyes, that's a huge success. Mm -hmm. That's more than quadruple what that person did. Mm -hmm. So it's really perspective. So some people's like, you know, I, I've talked to some people who are like, well, you know, I did 20 million this year, which is double what I did last year. That was a great year. That's a great year. That was a great year. You know, and others are like, wow, well, I was short of my goal. And, and there's other people that are like, ah, oh, the market, you know, and to me, look, the market shifts. Yeah. Right. And we know interest rates are going down. Fucking thank God. Mm -hmm. But to blame the industry on your failures yeah, Shit. is an excuse. Oh, it is. I know an agent who, yes, does listing and buyer size, but just on the listing side, closes 10 to 15 a month. A month? A month. Whoa, Unit. dude. Units. That's awesome. What's, what was that excuse again? <laughs> because how are they closing 10 to 15 a month and you're saying, oh, no, none of my clients are buying that. Well, here's the thing. You're going back into the mindset of I'm a realtor. I'm a salesperson. This is a business. It's a, not just, don't just think like that. You're also a therapist, a guidance counselor. You're more than just a salesperson to these clients. And if you say, oh, it's a bad time to buy. But then they meet, you know, so-and-so. And they see it's a good time to buy, and you didn't sign a contract with them. 
Ryan, same question for you. What, what is the difference between the successful agent this year and the agent that tanked this year? They listen to the bad news. They pay attention to the bad news and it just grows in their head. They just, CNN said this, We've got those agents that come up to us and they're like, CNN said this, by the way, my cap split is this. Um, I've got 10 reasons why my business is so bad right now. And then I can shout out these, these two people here, Eric Kaiser, AKA Gator, who had Gator. The, our friend Gator had the best year he ever had. Gator, have you, if yeah. you guys ever watched, was it the good guys? Yeah, the, the um, what is it? The, the other guys. guys, the other guys, right? The other guys. Yeah. Look up yeah. the other guys. <laughs> Gator, this is our buddy. He's a realtor. He's a great realtor. Yeah, had the best year he ever had. And then AJ Chopra, another friend of ours, best year he ever had. Sure. And it's because they're not listening to the bad news. In fact, these guys are so motivated that they went, I see all the other agents talking about the bad news. That gives me fuel to do even better than them. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Of course. that's it, man. 100%. It's listening to that bad news and let it just grow in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. What do they say? How does a ship sink? I don't know. By the water, letting water in. Oh, you let it in. Yeah. So that, that water that gets in is what sinks it. Oh, you saw Titanic, right? Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> now I know how and it's I'm sure, I'm paraphrasing. I'm sure somebody said it way better than I did, but that essentially is That's what's happening. That's a good happening. point, man. Yeah. And at the end of the day, to piggyback off what you said, mm -hmm. that's what they're using to educate themselves. Mm -hmm. And education in this industry is huge. And, you know, some people, and I've dealt with agents. Well, when tell it, <laughs> when it comes to that. Tell me about those agents. Cause I, I, I've, I, how do you feel? I've heard, I've heard that you feel that agents are the most like organized bunch in the world. Yeah. Tell us about how your agents are the, are, are the most organized bunch, your favorite people in the, the world. The ones I'm dealing with are starting to become organized, but yeah. let's, let's be honest. Nobody in this industry is as organized as they should be. I'll say that. Well, I mean, yeah. like Ryan Cernan. You yeah. can always be more organized. Always. Even if you think you're organized, you can always be a little bit more organized. <laughs> and, um, you know, for me, it's just, it's all about time management, color coordination, and sticking to a schedule. For me, that's how I stay organized. It's name a realtor. Maybe not name. The most unorganized realtor that you've ever had. <laughs> All of them. All of them. <laughs> that was the best you answer. Dude. That, the best. that was the best answer, kidding. dude. No, like realtors are the best at making excuses, the best at being unorganized, and the best at, at making up any reason to not execute, hey. right? <laughs> <laughs> when they're when they're He's like tell knocked out and they're asleep till like noon because they were partying the whole night before it and then you know somebody calls them they don't answer and they're like sorry i was in a meeting yeah yeah you're out there i know who you are you in stop fact, saying you're in a in meeting fact, i'm at the bar across the street i see you yeah yeah okay, don't bullshit me you're yeah, not in a meeting me. <laughs> you're at the bar yeah chris yeah what type of agent should clients stay away from wow that's a great question yeah so <clears throat> i'll tell you this and in my experience and from what i've seen um it's the one and they're hard to tell because they could be tricky but it's the ones that are in this industry just for the money they don't give a shit about their clients and it's happened to me i actually there was a time where 
I was on the buyer side. And I had a client. We went to go see a house. The showing agent showed up 30 minutes late in an Uber, looking like shit, whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. We're, we're, not, we're not there for him. We're there for them. Mm-hmm. So we look at the house. I'm like, okay. What do you think? He's like, this is it. Okay. Write up the offer. It's me, my client, his banker, all three of us. Oh, shit. Write up the offer. You ready for this? Yeah. All cash, 30-day close, at asking price. Yeah. Sure, listen. Usually, cash offer? Usually cash uh, offers are lower. Wait, yeah. when was this? This was what year? 2017. Oh, okay, yeah. so no, that's a great offer. That's a that's great a offer, dude. Offer. Yeah. No. Perfect offer. No one responded. Whoa. It sold a month and a half later. Whoa. For $700,000 less. Whoa. $700,000 less. Want to take a guess on why? Because that agent who wrote the offer was no bueno? The agent bought it himself? Double-ended it. He double-ended it. Oh, he was like, no thanks. I'm going to take, I'm going to wait for my own buyer. Oh, God, that's awful. $700,000 difference. Those sellers are... So, Dude, those sellers missed out. Well, he might not have even presented the offer to his sellers. That happens a lot. I didn't realize that this happened because yeah. I didn't think that that was possible. No. So, like I said, it's tricky because when you're selling your house, for instance, you're going to have people that come by and they're going to sell you the world. It's do they deliver on it? How are you going to know until you hire them? So... To answer your question, it's a very difficult question. Yeah, because they're so good at being sneaky. And yeah, so but to be on the other end of a transaction like that firsthand, I can tell you it sucks. So, what would you recommend a buyer or seller do when shopping for a realtor? Ask questions in terms of like you know, for instance, when you go buy a car, right? Do you go straight to that lot and buy a car? Or do you shop around? <laughs> a lot of people just go straight to the lot. Yeah. You guys need you to go should, shop, around a, shop around a little do bit. Do the yeah. walk away thing. Like where you like, yeah. when you're shopping for a car, do the like, hey, I'm going to go next door. <laughs> and, and why is that important? Because then they're like, oh, I'm going to lose this yeah, one. They, now I'll drop lose my pants. Let me, let me explain something terms. to you. Yeah. Let me explain something to you. What does the car salesman do when you say, I'm going to go look around? Oh. Shit their pants? They panic. Well, before you leave here, I can offer you this. It's like, oh, you just offered Why didn't you offer me that before? Yeah. That's my point. So for me, like, for instance, when new agents, because I, you know, new agents come to me all the time. You know, the, hey, Chris, hey, there's a new agent coming. Can, can you talk to them? Sure. In a few minutes, I'll talk to them. You know, uh, I don't know if this is the company for me. I'm like, well, that's okay. I do something that most people don't. You know what I do? <laughs> Go. No, I don't just send them away. I send them away with the name and the phone number of someone else at a different company because I'm like, let me explain something to you. Even if you don't choose to hire me and my staff, right? That's fine. Like (laughs) this is an industry where we can all thrive and it doesn't have to just be with one company. You can go to this company and still be successful, right? But I'm going to give you a name of a person that runs a different brokerage, you know, than me, a completely different franchise that I know will treat you with the same level of integrity and professionalism as I would. So even if you don't hire me, you're hiring someone that even I trust. And so to help them push them somewhere else, they're like, wait, are you serious? I'm like, (laughs) yeah, seriously, call that person up. Tell them I referred you. Don't Chris sent you. Yeah. Yeah. 
And nine out of ten times they come back. Does that work in the world of dating where you're like, hey, I you know you kind of like I, me. Look, I'm in a relationship. But my man. friend <laughs> over here, you know, I'll give you his name and number, but it, it does work yeah, in the world of dating. Man, then, right? I, I, I promise you it works in the world of dating. When so, I was once upon a time, yeah, when so. I was single, I was like with my buddy and I went up to a girl and I was like, You gotta meet my boy. Yeah. Like, you know, he was he he hey, in his defense, he bought he had bottle service and oh. I'm like I'm going to hook you up tonight. I worked in 2005, brother. Right. So I'm oh, like, yeah. you, you got to meet my boy. And then I take her to him, and he's a good-looking guy. And she's like, but I like you. And I'm like, oh. oh. <laughs> Sorry, babe. Sorry. I was single. This was probably when you were still in high school. So this was a while ago. How old is your girlfriend? We're like seven years age difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, buddy. Got her when she was 23. Yeah, buddy. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Let me get that. That's our boy no. Jake in the background. Um, wow. Artie Lang over so there. that does. Please continue. You sent them elsewhere. Yeah. Because. Wow. Oh, yeah. Jake makes them good, bro. Yeah. What can I say? He's the man. Cheers, <laughs> Cheers buddy. And, and you bought this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. That's anyway, Yellowstone whiskey. So buys. the thing is, like. Yes, you always want to get the clothes, always. But the way I've learned to succeed, whether it was selling or whether it's you know doing what I do now as an independent contractor, coaching, doing business development, it's by not providing that pressure. Because in order for someone to trust you and to build that relationship and have that loyalty be established, you want to know that they can trust you. And if you're pressuring them, pushing them, it's like they're going to look at you like, well, what's your motivation? Like, why are you pushing so hard? Desperation mm -hmm. is a smelly cologne. Uh -huh, exactly. Yeah. So, like, for me, it's like, look, I'm not desperate to hire you. Like, look, I know what I do and what I bring to the table. You know, and I have clients that can back me. And I have cl current clients right now that it's working great. Do I need to add on more? No. But am I open to that? Absolutely. So if I invite you in and I say, look, if you want to hire me, hire me. But I'm not going to force you to or convince you to do otherwise. All I'm going to do is provide you all the information for you to make the best educated decision for yourself. That's it. Cheers to that. Cheers to that, bro. Dude, Chris Baker Dude. is a household name in Keller Williams. Keller. Yeah. So when I joined, right, I had prior, I had already like known like, hey, wait, let me drink this. Oh, yeah. So I had already known that Keller Williams is like the industry standard company. Drink the fucking juice, all that stuff. Drink right? the Kool-Aid, baby. Or drink the Kool-Aid. Mm -hmm. um, this is the only guy that I know that has a drink Kool-Aid. You are the Kool-Aid. I think I chug <laughs> it. I am the Kool-Aid. You are the Kool-Aid man. He's the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> Chris Baker's like, it's, he's skeptical, right? He's, mm -hmm. he's very like, hey, I'm doing my own thing. But everybody in Keller Williams that I've ever met, like you've made a name for yourself dude it's insane mm -hmm. and it's i think it's because you're genuine you're not afraid to ruffle feathers yeah and your time is so important to you but only because you are here to help yeah. those who want to be helped 100 percent. and i thank you for coming on our show thanks dude you've been i appreciate awesome. you guys having me we wanted to have you back like <laughs> dude you're coming he's back. got so much information you guys yeah. especially for realtors like essentially our audience is people looking to buy, people looking to sell, but we really, I mean, we're, we're here to help realtors as well. It's a tough time for every one of us. So if I could leave you with one thing, I had said it in our prior episodes, and it's really important right now more than ever, is put your brokerage to the test. 
Yeah. Make them work for you. Yeah. Find your Chris Baker. And if you can't, find Chris Baker. Dude, I'll never forget when Chris Baker said over the phone to an agent, you don't work for us. I work for you. That blew me away. <laughs> that blew me. We, our company works for you. It, it's, it's funny that you say that because, I mean, the last quarter of the year, I mean, one of the funny things that I said was, yeah, look, are you hiring? They're like, what? I'm like, are you hiring? Because, well, well, what do you apply for? I'm like, well, my middle name is Leverage. So to take away <laughs> That's so cheesy. 80 per- I so love cheesy. it. I love it, though. So, no, it depends on who you're talking to, though. Yes. So, but honestly, it's like, for me, it's like, look. <laughs> Baby I, boomers I, I, love I, that shit. Oh, no, that's the ones that it works with. Boomers. Yeah. Listen, listen, my thing is, my thing is, look, people want three things. What is it? Time, money, leverage. Simply put. Mm-hmm. And I ask people, well, which one do you want the most of? Well, all three. Okay, great. Well, how do you how do you obtain it? Well, I don't know. Okay, well, do you want more money? Yeah, okay. Well, then you have to have more time in order to focus on how to generate more income. Well, how do you get more time? Well, you have to have the right leverage. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm leverage. That's where I go in with mm-hmm. that cheesy mood. But one... <laughs> so, Chris. Yeah. In October. Yes. I overheard you saying, uh-huh. Happy New Year to agents that you would call. Yeah. Why would you say Happy New Year to agents in October, <laughs> because if anyone knows anything about real estate, everything that you do now will reflect somewhere between thirty to ninety days. So he's future man. You have to look ahead. So just because oh, it's like January, I'm gonna kill it. Okay, well you're not. You're probably not gonna have unless you have a pipeline that you've established months and months before. You're probably not gonna have like let's say you're starting in January. You're probably not gonna have a closing for at least thirty to ninety days. You see what I'm saying? So when I told people, it's like, well, what are you talking about? It's October. I'm like, not in real estate. We're on January fourth, baby. Bro. And, and, and then they think they're like, shit, they're all shit. You shit, you got me, you dude. What does that establish? He knows his shit. Yeah, he, he knows, knows his shit. Yeah. He knows it's everything. And you do that in less than 10 seconds. Yeah. Literally. Oh, damn. So for me, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year. Happy yeah. New Year, bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then the, the week of Thanksgiving, yeah. you were like, wow, I can't believe you, you must be an amazing agent because most agents don't pick up the phone the week of Thanksgiving. <laughs> and they, they were like, oh, it, it was yeah. Just, it was so fun. It was, it was, they love it was this just guy. that. It was just like... <laughs> Well, because the funny thing is, it's like you really got to break the ice with these people because it's like, you know, you got seven to 10 seconds to make an impression, mm-hmm. keep them on the phone, and then yet alone sell yourself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's like, look, I'm here to network and build a relationship. And if I can help you out in this industry, then I've done my part to help the industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, and people say, well, how's that help you? Well, see, it's a passion for mine. It's like Michael Jordan, you know. When he shoots a basket, yeah, he scores a point. Yeah, he could win the game, but he doesn't always win the game. But he probably feels good making each basket, right? So for each person that I help, it makes me feel good. Well, then how do you get paid? Not from you. Like the company that I've contracted with pays me. If anything, you're hiring me and the company to be your back office. So you're contracted by brokerages, franchises. franchises. That's awesome. To help what? To help recruit and get... So it's it's... Business, business development. development for both sides because business development on the agent side is no different. So any, any company can hire you. Think about it. So for instance, with the project that I'm doing now in Huntington Beach, I was brought on for business development to help not just grow the market center, but find the right people to hire to create a solid back office for the agents that are already there. So the business development that I do for agents and I'm not agents, 
business owners, entrepreneurs, because that's what you really are. You're not a realtor, so just you're a business owner. And these brokerages, because the formula, the model, doesn't matter whether it's the sales side or the administrative side, it's the same thing. So I help grow franchises the same way I help grow businesses for individual agents and business owners, simply put. So Vince Vaughn from Swingers, that's the guy who also looks like Jake, by the way. Vince Vaughn from what? Swingers. <laughs> Vince Vaughn from Swingers taught me how to talk to women. Chris Baker taught me how to talk to agents. <laughs> Thanks. That's it, man. That's it. That's it for today, everybody. <laughs> if you this like what guy. we have to talk about, make sure that you share it with your friends, share it with your mama, baby mama, everybody, and their mama. Thank you so much for tuning in. So if you guys want to hear more about Chris Baker, shoot us a DM. We'll get you connected. The kingmaker in real estate. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're fucking welcome. That's right. Joey, freaking Bobby Bag of Donuts over here. Thank you. And thank you, Chris Baker. He's the man. Thanks, gentlemen. Appreciate y'all. Cheers. I'm, I'm out. <laughs>